Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Cyber Monday. There is Danny Meringue in the building. The happiest football monkey that ever existed. Why is that? Oh, no reason. No reason at all. No reason at all. Are you going to be insufferable fan today? <laughs> oh, today? <laughs> Are we going to do that? Oh, uh, no, 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 not one bit. Okay. Definitely not one bit. Woo-hoo. Man. What a sports weekend for me. Uh, it, was, it, it was a great sports weekend, period. Mm-hmm. It was one of those weekends where everything was just... Go, I, go, 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 go. I love it because it was just sheer chaos. It was a whole bunch of bananas, wasn't it? it? it there was carnage in the streets all over the place. And all the while, um, my wife just had this r- totally unreasonable approach to the weekend that I needed to be like decorating the house and Christmas stuff as mm. everything is, all oh, the carnage is unfolding in front of my very eyes. Mm, yeah, no. We don't have time for this. We can't do this. What are we doing here? Yeah. We got to put our focus on what is happening Saturday and Sunday. So I came home on Friday after the show, and my house had been transformed from fall to Christmas. Mm. The entire house. Oh. Just Christmas. Just there. Everywhere. It was... There you go. I was, I was impressed. I was like, well done, honey. All right. Well done. You got that. You get that house decorated. Now, now the important things are football time. Yes. Football time. And that, here's the thing that was, uh, that was great about Saturday, it will, and Sunday, really. Uh, Sunday was just so weird having so few games on. You know, right? It was because you have your three on on um, on what's it called Thanksgiving, and then you also have your Monday night game. So it took a lot of teams out of the picture, but you had chaos at every single turn from Saturday all the way through to Sunday. You had to be watching football all day long because of just the weird drunk games that you had. Like, for instance, I don't know how much we're going to talk about this, but that Sunday night game last night was a great kind of exclamation point to it, where. I don't think I've ever seen a team particularly dominate a game like the Philadelphia Eagles did, whether it was Jalen Hurts running for 100 yards in the first quarter by himself or the fact they ran for 363 yards on the Green Bay Packers. Is that good? Yeah. And then it that game was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Like, you we're sitting there looking down, and I'm going, how in the world is this game even close? The Eagles are absolutely dominating, dominating the Green Bay Packers, yet it's a one-score game. It's 40-33. to 33. Like, they they cleared the over in the first half. Yeah. There's a lot of that this week in the NFL. <laughs> and Aaron, oh, by the way, all of this happening when Aaron Rodgers is hurt and Jordan Love is coming in the game and playing serviceably at the end. And you're like, if they don't drop two balls, they may have a chance to win Probably that win football game, game yeah. or tie it and go to overtime. But it was just it was crazy throughout the day. Every single time frame from Saturday morning where you had uh the game between uh Michigan and Ohio State, and then you go all the way through to everybody having to watch the Apple Cup uh all the way through because of what was on the line in the Apple Cup. I can't wait to see the ratings what the hell? for that game. Because that game went from nobody but 
the mutuals, Washington, yeah. Washington State, watching it, to everyone in the Pac-12 watching it. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was a great game. USC fans are watching it to see who they're playing. Oof. Utah's seeing to see if they're in it. Oregon's watching to see if they're in it. And neither team playing is has any chance at this point yeah. of making it into the playoff. Yeah. Or excuse me, making it into the uh, Pac-12 championship. Pac-12 championship game because that ended for UW with UCLA beating Cal the yes. day before. Like. It, it, and that may have, must have been like the first wheel to the first domino to fall to be like, okay, this is going to get weird mm-hmm. and it's going to get very weird. And the Apple Cup will have a lot to say about it. But uh, as it is, Washington gets two wins over Oregon this year, head to head, and <laughs> keeping them out of the Pac-12 championship. And game. they'll let them know, man. Oh, yeah, as they should, because that's what rivalries are for. Mm-hmm. Too soon. That's what rivalries are for. It is too soon. Look. One thing that is very hard is fans getting in their feelings after games because it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody. Uh, you you call yourself a basket of cats when you watch your, your oh, teams play. God, it is a roller coaster of emotions that we saw fan bases going through on Saturday. I mean, from all over the country because of the weirdness that was happening. Clemson getting taken yeah. to a woodshed. What? Nobody saw it coming. No. Well, I mean, wasn't that a one-point game? Wasn't that thirty-one thirty? Was that the final of that? Yes, yeah, so I'm just talking as far as physicality. Like they, oh, they were I was like no, no. They, I feel like that game was really close. No, they they were they were just yeah. physically beat up. Beaten. It was you don't see that happen to a Clemson no. team. No, um, no, you don't. And it, it was it's all over all over the country where LSU. Um, somehow, some way, they had a way to be. Look, there was a lot of chaos that we're going to have to unfold, and we will as the show goes on uh, today. But from football, we also had uh, World Cup soccer happening. There you go. I woke up this morning, and apparently, uh, USA soccer is in some sort of international incident. Yeah, Didn't see they, that one coming. they may have modified Iranian flag <laughs> in their social media posts. Okay, Urgh. and now, and now it is. Uh, it's really kind of what we expected this World Cup to be, which is an international incident will happen at some point. This is all just kind of banter. Something ridiculous, even more ridiculous, and potentially dangerous is going to happen moving forward. So we got that. Um, hey, we had the PKI and PK Legacy right here in our own backyard. And you had some absolute stinkers in the first couple days, and you had some phenomenal games across the weekend. And because those three of those phenomenal games... We talked about it on Friday. Mm-hmm. It was the University of Portland Pilots taking North Carolina to the brink. During our show on Friday, we played a swadgasm of UP beating Villanova in impressive fashion. And then they damn near beat Michigan State and Tom Izzo. They, they should have won that they game. They should have fell at the end. Uh, you know what? We're, we'll have to talk about that. Amongst a lot of other things, with Shante Leggings, the coach of the Portland Pilots, he's going to join us coming up at one thirty today. Uh, coach Legs going to hop on the phone at one thirty. We're going to talk some Pilots basketball because look, you can't three games against those three blue blood basketball, the bluest opponents. of blue blood opponents, and you win one impressively, and you compete in the other two to come down in literally the closing minutes. You're damn right. And you have shots to win both of yes. those games against North Carolina and Michigan State. Look, you're talking about teams that have been national title winners, Final Four contenders. Like these, are, these are perennial top ten teams in the country. And North Carolina was number one heading into this tournament, and that's cool, man. That's, that's really cool to see. That's a hell of a turn for that pilot's yep. program. Yep. And so we will have uh, Coach Legs on at one thirty today. Uh, but look. We know we know where the bread is buttered here. We'll have NFL, we'll have college football. We'll talk a little Blazers as well because that road trip uh for as good as that, you know, 4 and 2 six game road trip went uh 1 and 3. Not that great, Bob. Not great. Not that great, Bob. But there's, we'll there's, talk about we'll, it. We'll talk about it and there's a uh, there's a lot of health issues at hand that we'll dive into. Yeah. Yeah. So we will uh dive into all of it today. And uh, we got to get to it. The meltdown in Corvallis. Boy, this was also a comeback for the ages. And they're not mutually exclusive. 
Let's dive into this game in detail. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dusty on the fan. All right, the game formerly known as the Civil War saw the Oregon State Beavers run their way to a 38-34 win over the Oregon Ducks. And uh, look, the two are not mutually exclusive. The Ducks melted down in the fourth quarter, and the Oregon State Beavers had a comeback for the ages, and they mm-hmm. kept fighting. Those are not mutually exclusive. Both of those things happened. Yes, I- I've seen far too many Duck fans saying that the Ducks gave this away. You can give away a lot. No, they did. But it's very hard to just give away 21 points. Yes, and look, the way that this whole thing, the entire game played out, it was it was a it was bizarre to say the least especially when you look uh, heading into the half at 14 to 10 um you looked at it was felt like a prize fight it felt like two mm-hmm. teams that were feeling each other out in the early goings of it um you knew that the game plan for Oregon was you had to make Ben Goldbranson throw the football against you and Oregon made him pay in the first half i mean it looked like if you were sitting there and you were to say all right both teams over the course of this game they did exactly what, if you were to tell them at the beginning of the game they needed to do to win, mm-hmm. they did they it. They did. They did it. 100%. They, the Ducks made Oregon State throw the football in that first half mm-hmm. and early in that second half, and Oregon State looked uncomfortable. They looked like they were on their heels, and then that third quarter, it looked like the, that final four minutes and then the first four, final four minutes of the second quarter, first four minutes of that third quarter where mm-hmm. Oregon has been so great. Um, it looked like we were going to see that again. Oregon scores on their final possession of the the first half. They come out, they get uh, was it the three and out, and then they force a punt from Oregon State, and then they go down or an interception, mm-hmm. and then they they go down and they score 
again, it's sitting there and you're going, okay, this is we've seen this play out from Oregon before. And this is the floodgates. When it after the fumble and uh, they go down and they get a field goal, it's thirty one to ten. You're going, this is it for Oregon. This is exactly what they needed to do to win this game. And now all they need to do is run the football, protect the football, and you will be okay. And that's those two things, running the ball and protecting the ball, Oregon had an inability to do in the final, what was it, uh, 19 minutes of game clock. They had, and that is Oregon State doing exactly what they need to do to win this game, force turnovers and be dominant on your offense and defensive mm-hmm. lines. And they for the final 19 minutes of that game, they outplayed Oregon in the trenches on both sides. Yes. And it wasn't even particularly close. No, you look at that. I, I honestly look at that first half and say it, it's a coin toss. Yeah. When, when, we, when you're going to the half, you can say Oregon's playing better, all those things. That's fine. I, I don't care. But I'm looking at that going, yeah. Oregon State's still in this. This is, this, is, like, this is exactly kind of what I expected this game to kind of go when we talked about on Friday. And then... Oregon State opens up the second half with interception, punt, fumble. Yep. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, they are going to get housed. And that's when you start to feel the, the steam roll. Here you, comes you, the like, avalanche. Here comes the avalanche, man, and it's going to get nasty. It gets up to 31-10, and I'm like, okay. Yep. It's uh, it's a gut check time. Now, does you know do the Ducks make some serious mistakes? Yes, but to your point, Oregon State does not complete a pass for the next quarter and a half, and they beat the ever-living hell out of the Ducks in the trenches. Yeah, it was their last pass attempt was the 826 mark of the third quarter. (laughs) And then they end up running the ball 16 consecutive times to win that game. Now, here's where it is Oregon absolutely melting down. And, you know, this is not... Oregon, and we've we've talked about this before. We talked about this after the Washington game, where Oregon's identity is to be aggressive on fourth down. Punting has been an issue all season long, which mm-hmm. there that goes into the fact that you're going to go for the go for it on fourth down a little bit more yep. when punting has been such an issue for this team. Now there have been two parts. One, they haven't had to punt a whole hell of a lot, no. <laughs> and their offense usually gets into that no man's land where you cross across the fifty. And inside the 40 and you're going four down territory now. And the other part is that you have a very aggressive head coach and a very aggressive offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. in Kenny Dillingham. Um, You saw, though, that one of them that they're getting, they called it a fumble. But in then another one, they called it a turnover on downs. The official stats are Oregon was 0 for 5 on fourth down conversion attempts. One of them is the fact that they tried to punt after one of the most bizarre sequences I've ever seen. I've never seen this in my life. (laughs) So when Oregon State scored to make it Mm 34-17, that kickoff, that I've never seen a kickoff go in the air. You see it with punts all the time because a punt is a spiral that turns over and it starts coming down and you can get it to check up a lot easier. I have never in my life seen a kickoff go at the one yard line and just bounce and check up like that was and it just it checked up. And Chris Hudson was like looking around going, oh, crap. Mm -hmm. And then he makes what he can out of it. And then they have a holding call that backs Backs it up up, even more. And you're sitting there and you're like, that's not the greatest start you can have. No. The offense sputters out. You move backwards. And then the punter bails in zone can't even catch the ball on on a punt which then gives the ball on the two-yard line to Oregon State. Guess what? You don't have to throw the football with no. Ben Branson when he's on the two-yard line. That is a, that is one thing. The other one is when they decide, all right, we've had a punt blocked, and then our punter drops a snap. We're not going to put it in their hands anymore. We're going to go with it on fourth down in minus territory, and you get the turnover on downs in minus territory, and then you're going... OS, you know, and which is you understand why you do that. But Bo Nix pulls the ball on a bum on a bum leg and it was played to perfection. As Kyler Murray would say, schematically, they were effed. Yeah, they were effed. <laughs> <laughs> you they, know, they uh, they did some stuff. Yeah. But that was Bo Nix pulling that ball, knowing he's not healthy. That has been such a big play for Oregon. Oh, God. How many times long. has Nix taken one? Not for just for a first down, but 
that's the play that he breaks typically mm-hmm. for the 30, 40, 50-yard play that ends up being a back-breaking play because defensively you've got him where you want him to be, and then that's where Nick shows that level of, of sneaky athleticism that has got him to be just one of the more successful dual-threat guys in the country. And I give, I give that young man a ton of credit. He gutted out two games on one leg, uh, the peg leg, yeah. and he's he played admirably in both of those games, the mm-hmm. win against Utah and then this loss. That play right there, though, he, he was not going to get that no, one he yard. was never going to turn that corner. You could just see it, it. And you give the Beavs a ton of credit. They knew exactly what Oregon liked to do in fourth down in short situations. Yeah. And here is one of the things. As a play caller, you don't have like this unlimited bag of plays that you're reaching into on fourth and short. As you go on and you have what they were nineteen of twenty one on fourth down heading into Which that game is insane. Yeah, you have enough fourth down tape to go off of where Oregon State is like, yeah, we know what they feel what they feel good on in third down and short, in fourth down and show. This short. late this late in the season, there's there's not a whole lot of secrets, and the Beavs were ready for it. No. And that is one part great coaching from Oregon State, and one part of Oregon like the execution down the stretch. Ducks got mauled up front, and that's been their backbone, man. And they were unable to get that fourth down and one, and then they were unable to capitalize on that four downs inside the five-yard line. And Trent Ray's defense was ready. They were ready. They knew what Oregon liked in short-yarded situations. It showed on those fourth downs. It also showed in those goal line situations. Mm-hmm. And so that is one part. That's where they, they these are not mutually exclusive. No. The Beavs can come to play and win that damn game. And then Oregon melting down yeah. because those are those are moments and times where they have gotten those yards. Like before. you said, they were 19 of 21 on fourth down conversions. Now, all of that to say, that makes it all the more frustrating when that loss happens mm-hmm. for Duck fans because of – it had to be a perfect storm for the Beavers not to throw a pass <laughs> for the final was quarter 23 and a half. minutes. Yeah. Final like 23 minutes of game time for them to erase a 21 point deficit and not throw a pass. That is one part you melted down, Oregon, and they know it. They know it, and it wasn't. It wasn't just one person. It was like a collective effort where it's not the offensive line and their inability to get you know, five yards and four downs. Mm-hmm. It's the defensive line and that defensive front, which has been dynamite against the run all season long. Yep. They got worked over. They got worked over. And you knew what was the, you knew what they were going to do, and you couldn't stop it. And we talked about that on Friday. Mm-hmm. We, you know what's coming from yep. Oregon State, and they won't give up on it, and they didn't. The one thing I said, again, give, give Martinez 15 carries. They get him to 15. They get him 100 yards. He's, he's the bellwether guy, but they get big plays from uh, Jam Griffin. You get big rushes from Newell. You get big rushes from Fenwick. You've got guys out there who they got it done yeah. offensively, even when you knew it was coming. And you, you've got to give Oregon State some credit. But at the same time, as far as the blowing up part of this, the Ducks ran almost 30 more plays yeah. than the Beavers. Yep. And – even though the Beavers did not throw a pass the final 20-plus minutes of the game, the Ducks had the ball for 35 minutes. Yep. Beavers, they marched it. 25 minutes. Yeah, and that is it. They gave them short fields in, in that, that stretch. The touchdown drives for Oregon State. Three plays, 36 yards. Two plays, two yards. Four plays, 28 yards. So, what, 75 total yards for three scores? And that that right there is a – that team has zero give up, and they will continue to fight. And you give Jonathan Smith all the credit in the world for getting his guys ready for that game and in that moment. They were they were prepared. And this isn't to say Oregon is a poorly coached team. I, do, I don't it. think Oregon is a poorly coached team because they also understand what their weaknesses are. And as much as everybody would like to have seen – you know, Oregon come out and play cover zero and load the box in those final moments and say, all right, you beat us this way. They know where the weaknesses of that defense, it's in, yeah. and it's in the back end. You have Christian Gonzalez, who had a hell of an interception. That play was incredible yes. on the sideline. You have He can lock down one side, but we, we've Everywhere talked about the worried. holes. We've yeah. talked about the holes all season long. 
And so you can't, it's not as easy as just, hey, bring everybody up and say, beat them on the outside because we've seen. Ask Stanford. Treshawn Harrison, he can beat you. Yes. <laughs> he and, can beat you on the final and, play of the game. And the game. thing is, Gold Branson can, he can throw it every now and then. Like, right. he's got the arm talent, even if he makes poor mistakes. And if you're the Ducks, you're, you're literally one mistake away yeah. at any given point in time in this game. And That's right. You can understand that you've got a whole season's worth of tape on your defense. Yep. Knowing full well where you, you trust the fact that defensively you will hold up better against the run than you will if you get bitten on that play action. Absolutely. And so you're, it, it's all about playing the percentages. Like the fourth downs, you're 19 of 21. You've been, inc- regardless of Bo Nix is playing on one leg, you still have stuff in your back pocket that you trust. Your yeah. offensive line has allowed two sacks all season. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that are built and cooked into this game. You just had them all go wrong for you. And I will I'll go back to this. I said this in the postgame show when I went on with uh, Buck and Will, that this Oregon team, and it's something that Dan Lanning has, has said all along, and he has not shied away from it. He's been actually very vocal about it. He has said, this is my first year being a head coach. We're going to go through some things. We, like, There's going to be times where I'll make mistakes, yeah. and we're all going to grow up and we're all going to learn together. And I think that a lot of those fourth down opportunities there, uh, I think that if you were probably to, to ask about it, you know, that in, in minus territory. The old true serum. Going for it on fourth down. I, I would love to see kind of in hindsight what they would have thought because they did have a block, a punt blocked. And then they had the muffed um, uh, snap by your punter. I'm wondering if on that on that next series, when you're in minus territory – and Bo Nix ends up taking a sack on that fourth down and 11. You're fourth down and 11 that's in minus a, territory. Yeah, that's low. If you go, okay, we're going to roll the punt team out there, even though it's been dicey at best. It's been a, a hellscape for us yes. today. You know, we've got to do it because this team, at that point, you know, Oregon's still up. Oregon is still up 34 mm-hmm. 31 at that point uh, when they go for that fourth down in minus territory. And so you're sitting there and you're going, okay. If we flip the field and we make them throw the football and they actually have more than 50 yards to go, you know. What does that do? That yeah. truth serum. It, but, hey, that's not to say, like, Oregon State won that game. Yes. Oregon, Oregon State did. But there's plenty of opportunities in, in miscues where Oregon, that one's going to sting for a while. Oh, yeah. It's no. going to sting for a long while. I mean, you have an Oregon team that went now in the season 9-3, and three, mm-hmm. and your three losses were to Georgia, and your two rivals. Yep, and that's something that I know. I know Duck fans were Duck very fans emotional, are sideways. But when I tweeted out, I tweeted that out on Saturday. Like, look, this is the worst way you could go nine and three. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this later in the show because not all nine and threes are created equal. No, because you got two other programs that are doing backflips over nine and three yep. in Oregon State and UCLA. And Oregon, because of the way it goes down, it's the worst nine and three you could ask for. Mm-hmm. We I talked mean, about this on Friday. In any combination of games, with the way that Georgia played out, in the way that it happened in Georgia, mm-hmm. and then losing to your rivals in close games like that, in, in both fashions, yes, it's okay to say nine and three is still a really damn good year, mm-hmm. and there still is a ten win season on the table. But the way that the two rivals were the ones to, it hurt to end the, the most year. The, the most possibly painful nine win season in Duck history. Yeah, and you know what? That's sports, damn it. Mm-hmm. That's why we love sports yeah. and why we hate them and anguish them at the same time. You know, I think maybe an underappreciated part of the Bonix injury too is that it probably kept uh, them from being able to use him in that punt situation, a Bonix punt. Oh, a little, a little, little quick punt, little punt. Yeah. yeah, little quick punt. Got, got got a couple of those out of Caleb Williams this weekend. Yeah. The, um, the old quarterback uh, quick punts. Those are nice. That was a that was one heck of a football game that we saw from um both Oregon and Oregon State where yeah. they it doesn't get much more entertaining. Than no, that. and that, that's the thing is that game was sideways. And real quick, I want to call out one player in Oregon State. Gatano Ladapo. Yeah. Was Central Catholic. Absolutely freaking insane in that game. Yeah. He damn near finished with 20 tackles. <laughs> 17 tackles. <laughs> he was everywhere. What a what a performance, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. It and, seemed like Oladapo in again, Oladapo in again. I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. I remember looking, going at the stats, looking at, for the live updates, tackling. I'm like, he's got 10 tackles and a half. Are you kidding me? And that's also like you'd never want your guys in the secondary to be the guys that have leading be your leading tacklers, but he was making big time plays at you know and near, at the line near of scrimmage. The point of attack. Yeah. He was he had a hell of a game. Look, the Beavers, Trent Bray, they they announced the finalist for the uh, Broyles Award today. And him not being a finalist it on it is a travesty. That is incredible to think about. Um with Travis Sham mockery. Travis Sham mockery. It it was incredible to to not see his name on there because uh, he had an incredible incredible turnaround of that Oregon State defense and like not done the yet. same personnel. We'll see what the uh, yeah almost the exact same personnel. We'll see what they do in the bowl game too because that's going to be an interesting one now that uh, the Pac twelve and you have four teams that are all nine and that's, three. That's just nuts. How going to go where? Who yeah? Who who gets what at this point in time? Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Uh, we'll have a, a ton of your feedback. I want to get to your feedback um, because we're, we're already having this on the uh, what does it look like was Kenny Dillingham distracted because he is uh, taken over as the head coach mm-hmm. at Arizona State. You have conversations about um, DJ Johnson as well Oof. where the meltdown continued after the game was over. Yeah. Uh, with Oregon. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Beavs, Ducks, uh, want to get your thoughts on what was an epic football game in Corvallis on Saturday afternoon. This is Danny and Dusty right now is Rust, and he's got SportsCenter. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. I'm sure Metal Monday is really helping with the rage of Oregon fan today. Tear them apart from the inside out. Is that the name of this song? No, that's the lyrics right there. Oh, that's what he's, that's yeah. what that was. That's what he said. That's the word. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, your feedback on the fan text on 503-250-1080. Uh, Oregon falling to Oregon State 38-34. Look, that was rough. Um, especially when you're up 31-10. to You end up uh, eventually up 34-17 to as well. You, d- you have them doubled up as you're heading down the final stretch. 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, you had a 14-point lead, and... 
that one just slips through your fingertips and Oregon State made all the right plays and Oregon made none of the critical plays. I'll tell you what, man. The the play for me, I know there's plenty of points to, to, to call, call on, mm-hmm. but the one where the bell was answered was Oregon State defensively in the red zone on the goal line at the end of the game. That's, oh, for that, sure. That, that, that's it for me, man. It's just to to show up there. That's not Oregon giving it to you. That's not no. Oregon making mistakes. That's you up against it and you making plays. Well, and then getting a first down after that, not you know getting out of shadows yeah. before they hatch. Mm-hmm. The, that was finishing a game from Oregon yeah. State. Like that. That is how you finish a football game, and uh, Oregon didn't. Um, we're, a lot is being made of the punting, and uh, this text says. Um, if you can't get punting unit functionally cor- functioning correctly, that is 100% coaching. Uh, another one says a top 10 team should be able to punt the football. And that is a – I mean, there's going to be big-time questions that need to be answered about Oregon and, and their inability to get a punt off effectively in that game. Or And it's really – this has been something ongoing throughout the course of the season yeah. where flirting with disaster and it finally caught up with you in the special teams game. On Saturday, when a a trip to the Pac-12 championship game was on the line, you win, you're in, and they had they had an inability to punt the football. It changed in so many different ways, yeah. from the block to the the muffed snap to being scared to punt, unwilling in your own to territory. To punt at that like point there time. were three massive possessions yeah. that were dictated by the punt team. It felt like for Oregon, all of the chickens came home to roost in one game. Mm. The Inability to complete on uh, fourth downs. Yeah. Uh, undisciplined in penalties. Yep. The special teams' woes. Everything kind of, and it really all hit in one quarter. Sure. I mean, realistically, it literally hit. Final four minutes of the third and then the entire fourth. <laughs> it just, everything came home to roost at once. Yeah. And again, Oregon State capitalized. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was saying in the last segment, or I, I, this doesn't mean I believe I don't believe Oregon's a, a poorly coached team. No, I, I don't think they are. This text says Oregon is a young coach team. That's perfect, and and you can see that. And that is something. Again, I'll reiterate this: Dan Lanning has been saying there. He said it all season long. Like there will be mistakes that are made, Listen. and it's how we will grow from them and what we do after them. And this is the thing about. <laughs> Oregon lost three games this year. They weren't beat the same way three different times. And that's frustrating, but it's also one of those things where at least it isn't the same thing happening over and over and over again. You know, like you lose a Washington game because you had an inability to stop the pass in the outside boundaries, and you had some hair boneheaded mistakes uh, coverage-wise down the stretch of that game. You lose this one because... In the trenches and in that special teams unit, the punt team that we were talking about, you couldn't you could not finish a team off. That to me, you have those two different, wildly different losses. Doesn't make either one less heartbreaking no, to your rival. But you're not making the same mistakes. And here's the other part of this: they're a young coach team. For all of this, well, Nick Saban wouldn't make these mistakes. Nick Saban, Nick Saban is literally twice the age of Dan Lanning. Yeah, that's a good point. Nick Saban is 71 years old. Dan Lanning is 36. Hmm. I mean, w- w- Kirby Smart is damn near fifty. Yeah, and he's the young SEC coach. That's right. I, I mean, so like this whole idea of you know Dan Lanning and his first head coaching gig is supposed to have all of this stuff buttoned up and taken yeah. care of. All those coaches, Nick Saban fell on his face for twenty years learning this stuff. Uh, text five zero three two five zero ten eighty. The end results of the Civil War can be summed up with one word: toughness. Oregon had the offensive issues due to the quarterback injury, had to run the ball to ice it and couldn't. Oregon State had to run the ball due to the quarterback issues <laughs> of their own, and they did. That was the game. OSU exhibited toughness, whereas Oregon couldn't find it. I normally don't like to call out toughness type stuff unless it's adamant, but in that fourth quarter, Oregon State. They chin-checked Oregon hard. You get four attempts inside the five-yard line, that's the bring-your-own-guts. That's yeah. the tougher team wins right there. And Oregon State, they, they put it on the line, and they they won that battle, man. Yep. Uh, thoughts on the Bo Nix pulling it on fourth-down run? Um, this back-to-back text said, 
on that Bo Nix fourth down, Jaden Grant walked up, played it perfectly. Uh, do you think Anthony Newman helped him scout that play? Oh, we talked about this on the pregame show. Anthony Newman, uh, he he coached Katana Ladapo mm-hmm. um, at, at Central Catholic, and look, he learned uh, Oladapo led the team of tackles. Had a pretty good uh, teacher there. And then uh, Jane Grant is a, a really good family friend, and I, no, I don't think I don't think Anthony Newman gave him any Give tips him how, how to do that. <laughs> uh, not not any way, shape, or form. But uh, I I know that if there is one person that is absolutely gutted by the loss, but so happy for the way that Jaden Grant performed. <laughs> It's yeah. Anthony Newman. No, <laughs> it's for Anthony sure. Newman right there. And this one says, uh, on the Knicks run, he had Coda open to his left side. If he'd thrown it to him, uh, the Ducks would have gotten that fourth down. You could tell the fourth quarter after that, Knicks wasn't right with his throws. He has guys open, just couldn't get it to him. And, look, that probably has a lot to do with that ankle, too. And this is something about Oregon's offense. Their RPO game, they have a run to the back where you could give. Mm-hmm. And that's questionable whether he gets it if he gives there. Jane Grant did play that phenomenally, pinching down and scraping Play down. leverage, yep. But and Nick's also has the ability to throw or run. And look, it's he doesn't have the a stable throwing platform. Shoulda, on one leg. coulda, yeah. woulda, and we can all be Monday morning quarterbacks. But the reality of it is that uh, they still had a chance to win after that fourth down and one that they did not get, and it was four plays inside the five yard line, and that that was game set match right there. I'm not being critical of Nick's at all. Nope. Not not one bit. The last two weeks he's absolutely gutted it out. Outside of the Georgia game, he's been pretty much mistake free the entire season. Yeah. And I, I just I don't I don't think he has played with anything that he should feel ashamed or going over his head. I could have would have should have done this differently. Yeah. Because again, he's you can watch him move, man. Yep. He's he's playing on one wheel. Sure. For, so for him to be as effective as he has been the last two weeks, you just tip your cap to him and move on. I don't, I don't. If you're a Duck fan out there being critical of Bo Nix, man, I, I'll be honest, you, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> you, you just, you really are. Oh, man. Okay. Um, help me understand. Refs picked up five flags all on the beefs for holding and the linemen downfield calls. You won't see five flags picked up the whole uh, Pac-12 season. Uh, for them combined. What was happening? Uh, I don't know. I didn't think that was a poorly officiated game. I mean, there's calls in every game that go both ways. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you don't think that there's a lot of plays that Oregon could have been called for a holding on that? It's the breaks. It's the breaks of a game. And there's still other ample opportunities for Oregon to win. The fix wasn't in. It wasn't in by the refs. No, this was execution. This was execution and coaching. That That's what that's led goes. Oregon State win. Yeah. And look, Oregon State won the game. They won that game. Yes. Um, when when you have high leverage situations, those that, that's what we always talk about in football. High leverage because this is going to sound very weird. Outside of the high leverage plays, turnovers, scores, big plays. Yeah. The difference in what happens in those plays is negligible at best. The math bears this out. What happened was in the high leverage situations. Oregon State basically won all of them. You know what people don't want to hear, Danny, is the math <laughs> checking out right now. <laughs> yeah, that is it's, the worst thing you could tell an emotional fan is I, the math bears this out. Yeah, you know what the math <laughs> bears out? This one right here, the finger I'm holding up to you, bud. <laughs> it's, it's just how it goes, man. It's for all of the you can you can, you know, be frustrated with this, mad at this when you look at the history of football, yeah, the high leverage situations. It, it, it's so grand in comparison to the other plays that if you come up on the wrong side of them too many times, regardless of everything else that you do, you will lose. Yep, and that's it. That's what makes football so unique is that you do have, you know, what? How many plays did we get in this game? I want to say like a hundred and forty. There's a lot of opportunities to win a football game. Yeah, and that's in those situations, if you don't win those particular situations, situational coaching, situational football, and high leverage plays. Yep. And that's fundamentally what it comes down to. All right, 503-250-1080. A lot of people asking about um, DJ Johnson as well, and that's a big question moving forward because uh, the action didn't stop when the clock hit zero. 
unfortunately for DJ Johnson. Uh, Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. All right, uh, Oregon didn't just take an L on the field uh, during the game. They took one after the game as well. Um, DJ Johnson, a guy that uh, we met at Pac-12 Media Day. He's a hell of a nice guy when we met him. He, he loved us. Um, <laughs> he is in some hot water. And you have to preface this by, by saying the obvious. Uh, it's inexcusable what, I mean, hitting anybody or punching anybody after a game. I mean, that is it. I mean, that's kind of where it starts and stops is that DJ Johnson uh, took a, a shove. I won't even say a swing, um, but it was more open-handed. But he shoved and kind of knocked the orange cowboy hat off an Oregon State fan who had stormed the field. Um, and you can't do that. I mean, we talk about this all the time. We we, we talk about this literally every time it happens when yeah. teams storm the field and something like this happens. Just got to get off the field. It's happened at Tennessee. It's happened. Uh, we saw it with, what, Austin Safarian Jenkins up at Washington State mm-hmm. when he played for UW um, after an Apple Cup. Um, when the field gets stormed, you just get off the field go. as fast as you possibly yeah. can. Because it's not going to turn out well because you're going to get dumb fans saying dumb stuff too. No, and all of these guys are – uh, remember the Richard Sherman um, don't test me Michael Crabtree interview that he did where he was yelling at Aaron Andrews and mm-hmm. everybody's like what the hell's wrong with him yeah it was and his explanation was look we are so tightly wound for three hours mm-hmm. that you come and you put a microphone in my in my face I'm gonna have a a reaction of somebody who's tight so tightly wound for three and a half hours and can't wait play right yeah Bart Scott mm-hmm. can't wait there is an element of that. That doesn't excuse the fact that whatever it was that was said to DJ Johnson. And let's be honest, it was probably something stupid. Yeah, and let's not act like a Beaver fan was innocent and, and just didn't say anything. I'm going to go on a limb and say they weren't. You saw his head turn as he said it, uh-huh. and then DJ Johnson was like, uh-uh, not having any of it. Nope. Again, not excusing DJ Johnson. No. But this is the exact reason why the Pac-12 has a rule that do not go on the playing field until, I think it's 10 minutes after the final buzzer, and then you can storm the field all you want. Yeah. But wait that time, and Oregon State will, will likely get a fine. They'll get a fine out of it. They and DJ care. Johnson will get punished for this. Yeah. He he will. He will. Shout out his coach, by the way, who immediately was on it. Immediately yeah. wrangled it and didn't escalate it, didn't just, like, yeah. Brought him center. Dog, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Nope. We got to go. We're getting out of here <laughs> and, and getting him off the field. But um, it, it doesn't excuse it. And I, DJ Johnson probably going to get suspended for his for the bowl game. I And I wouldn't be shocked at it if that happens to see, you know, him get a suspension because it, it's obviously something you cannot do. In any situation, in especially when it's caught on camera like it was mm-hmm. in front of everybody, it doesn't matter because people don't hear what the student said or the fact that the student was on the field or the fan or whomever it was um, before they were supposed to be on the field. Nobody cares about that. No. All they care about is that they saw the guy in the green football uniform who took a swing at a student or fan of of the opposition. Can't do it. Done. It's, I mean, it's period. Point pretty, blank. Yeah. pretty black and white when it's right there on camera, and we'll we'll see how Oregon handles this, um, because it it's not a good look. It, it isn't a good look. And if you want to make a sweeping generalization about uh, DJ Johnson based off of that, then look, that's on you. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of people that I know that have had a lot of interactions, a lot more interactions than the one that you and I had mm-hmm. at Pac-12 Media. Was, I'll tell you what. They say he's an awesome young man. He was With us, man, he was great. Yeah. I, when we got done, I was like, man, give me some more DJ Johnsons. But <laughs> that was a screw. And I, he'll, he'll probably admit, I screwed up. I lost it. You know what he, he is? Should. He's a kid. A human. A human. Who just got his ass handed to him. It's a colossal one. Like, that's the, the, like you, you want to call back to a situation at Oregon where this same kind of thing for sure happened you Oregon Boise State you yep. you get it handed to you yep. when you're supposed to be big brother 
Yep. It has you feeling a certain kind of way. And look, we say the same things about fans who throw stuff mm-hmm. after their team loses in the victory. Look, we had a, a the Egg Bowl had a a literal chair came out of the student <laughs> section at Ole Miss yeah. and was. A, People are like, where'd that chair come from? Nobody knows, but a chair was thrown from the student yeah. section at Mississippi State's players. That's inexcusable, too. When, when you're on the losing end of something and it's heartbreaking, stuff happens. They're going to have some bad mistakes yeah. being made. And, uh, well, that was it right there <laughs> for DJ Johnson. All right. Uh, we'll see how Oregon handles it, though. Yeah. Um, but unlike Chip Kelly. Uh, it happens at the final game of the regular yes. season for Dan Lanning, not the very, not the very not first. The very first one. You got a bookend it, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, uh, coming up, hour number two. The coaching carousel is churning in uh, the college football world. Did that affect Oregon's performance um, against the Oregon State Beavers? Because Kenny Dillingham has found a new home, and we have a, as of moments ago, a new hire in the world of college football. We got that in hour number two. We'll have Shante Leggins, the head basketball coach at the University of Portland, coming up at one thirty. The Pilots with three incredible games in the PKI over the weekend right here in Portland. But where we start, hour number two. He struck a pose, and the moment was made. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 